Hello, and welcome to the Growth Chronicles, a mind, body, spirit podcast. And thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Dana Phillips. Quick disclaimer before we begin, the information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, or otherwise cure any mental health or health conditions. Please continue to see your healthcare provider and healthcare um, providers for your physical. This morning, I am being, I am joined by Terry Mandigo, a good friend and colleague of mine. Welcome. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, so Terry is a wife, mother, and grandmother, and she's an orthopedic orthopedic ER trauma nurse. Also, her successful nursing career expands over forty years. Feeling frustrated with the bedside environment. Terry searched for something which she could truly help people without all the bureaucracy. The opportunity to partner with Green Compass Global and educating people about the benefits of hemp was exactly what she was searching for. She has seen firsthand how this plant helps individuals. Her ability to listen to people combined with her desire to help them has propelled her to success within the CBD and hemp industry. I love it. And I am one of your loyal subjects when it comes to <laughs> so when it comes to CBD and hemp and all the things of I love, love, love my collagen. It has helped me so much in all things. So I am grateful for you. Good morning, darling. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's it's the Wednesday before the trip, so we're a little bit stressed, but doing great. Right, right, right. So <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit today about um, what you've been growing through. So what have you been growing through lately? Tell us. So growing this year, um, I've been growing a lot. My business in itself has gone from a small, you know, small individualized business where I was just, you know, selling to family and friends to really a global business. I've got customers all over the United States. And then trying to wrap my hand around the growth of that business and the growth of my team um, combined with, you know, my family situation where my spouse has deteriorating um, cognitive status due to Alzheimer's. You know, it, it's really it's really um, pushed me to try to figure out how to balance, you know, being a caretaker for him, how to continue helping my business grow and my team members grow and then put me in the mix. How do, you know, how do I take care of myself? So it's been, shall I say, a whirlwind of a year this year with growth in all sorts of directions and still, still continuing to try to figure it all out. Yeah, it sounds like it. So how have you been learning to balance that, that caretaker entrepreneur, mother, grandmother, all nurse role. I mean, you, you're, you're wearing so many hats. So how do you, how do you balance it? I'm not going to lie. It's been a struggle. Um, and I've always been a planner. You know, I not digital. I have my planner, my desk planner that I write everything in and I block out time. Um, and I find when I keep that insight and I adhere to that, um, I'm a little bit more organized and can get most of the things done than if I just have it there and don't look at it. So the big thing I've had to do is block out times for my business where I'm working totally on that. Um, 
block out time to spend with my with my husband or take care of his needs as much as I can because if you know anything about Alzheimer's, you know, and just the human being, you can't really block out a human being and care for them. You know, you gotta go when when the need is there. But the biggest thing I have learned, which I've only been doing probably for the last three or four months, is actually blocking out time for me. Mm. Um, I try to do it every Sunday, um, you know, more or less in the early evenings. And just whether it's coming into my office and shut the door, go out by my pool, lay down, you know, go walk at the mall or go just drive and look at, you know, the, the scenery. I try to at least do two to three hours of that, at least a week. And that just seems to relax me. Um, the other thing that I've also done for me is the journals. I have become an active journaling. I mean, um, I do it religiously before I go to sleep. So it's it could be, you know, midnight. It could be 8 o'clock. It all depends on when I'm ready to go to bed. Before I go to bed, I pick up that journal and just dump everything from my brain from that day of how I'm feeling into the journal. The question is being, though, what do I do with those journals? Because I'm not too sure I want people to read those journals. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I don't know, I just, I've always, I guess, kept my journals. And so, interesting enough, um, before I moved from Orlando to Georgia, I was just dumbing through. I was, you know, packing all my stuff. And I was just, I found a journal that I was using the year before. And uh, I was just kind of thumbing through the pages and stuff. And and I, I read an entry of, it was uh, September 17th, twenty. 2020 and i i was doing like a full moon uh entry and stuff and i was like manifesting my partner and all the things and i literally met my husband two months after that and i in that journal like i put down exactly what i was looking for i was like you know i want it to be fun i want it to be easy i wanted him to be you know kind and compassionate but yet strong and intelligent and stable and all these things and and it, it was like i put in this order in the universe and the universe was like, Oh, okay, here. And I, I didn't, you know, I, I did the, the, the entry and I forgot about it. I just left it alone, you know, packed it away or whatever. And then I realized I was like, Oh my gosh, like we met November 10th. It was like two months after that. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like he's exactly what I journaled about, but I met, I was like, I manifested him. Yay me. You know, I'm proud of it. Um, but sometimes, so that was, that was a good experience, but I say that to say is that sometimes with the journaling, it's nice to kind of go back and, um, look at some patterns and things that we've gone through that at the moment, you know, the storms always seem so heavy and the storms always seem like it's hard to get through. And then you look back and you're like, shit, I did it. <laughs> like, I don't even know how I got, yeah, I don't even know how I got through that, but I got through it and. <laughs> maybe not gracefully, but I got through it and I'm proud of myself, right? I was able to grow through it. So sometimes going back, you, you know, with the journaling, you can identify some patterns that show up continually in our life. Um, but also it's a nice reminder of I'm stronger than I thought I was. You know, I, I got through some of those really hard things and that can be a good reminder on the days that you you're struggling now, like currently. Yeah, I I do find myself going back and reading some of the earlier entries and just shaking my head like, 
wow, how did, you know, just like you said, how did I get through that? Or how did I do that? Yeah. But like you said, you know, the universe, you manifest it and, you know, things happen. I mean, look at with my passport situation. We didn't think I'd be able to go on my trip because of my passport. And I just manifested it. And, you know, what was it? Two days later, I get the notification, your passport's been approved. It's in the mail. It's like, there you go. That was crazy when you told me that because the <laughs> last conversation we had about the passport, you were like, look, there was, there was all of these things blocking. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, man, I hope she gets this. You know what I mean? Like I thought after I like, I was like, man, I, that's crazy. Yeah. I hope she gets it. And, you know, but you were like... <laughs> I'm going to this trip. I don't know how I'm going to this trip, but I am going. And I was like, all right, well, okay, and there you go. <laughs> and you got it. Next thing I know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to DR and I'm going to, and I'm like, oh shit, you made it. She's like, yeah, I did yep. it. Yep. That's awesome. So, there, so there's a lot of uh, good things to say about journaling. Yeah. 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 Yes. Definitely. Um, so the caretaker role, I kind of want to go into that a little bit uh, deeper because. Um, you know, especially as women, but not just women, but especially as women, a lot of times that's placed on us, right? Um, that's something that we are taught usually from a super, super early age to take care of our siblings or to take care of our parents, or, you know, that's usually the thing that's, that's, uh, instilled in us. And we tend to put ourselves last. Everybody, uh, comes before us, right? So the neighbors, sisters, brothers, dog, twice removed, <laughs> comes before us before we do and I had to learn to give myself permission now my grandmother had Alzheimer's and I took care of her for the last eight years of her life before she transitioned after my mother passed away and I had you know three young kids and you know my my ex-husband at the time and all the things and you know, he was really good at helping with that also but one of the things that my ex-mother-in-law said to me was, um, she said, if you don't take care of yourself and take care of yourself and put yourself first sometimes and learn to rest, she said, you're going to burn out. And she said, really what's happening is that you're not giving the people around you that need you the best version of you. You're just giving them, you know, 10%. And so it's like 10% here, 10% there. And she said, if you love them the way that I know that you do, you'd want to show up for them in the way that they deserve to be, you know, to have you. And I thought about that and I was like, man, she's right. Like I was, I was, you know, I was working, I was going to, to the nursing home either on my lunch hour or right after work before I picked up the kids or I pick up the kids and then go to the nursing home. And then, so it was always those things where I was rushing, 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 and everybody was getting 10% of me. So 10% here, 10% there, but I was exhausted and I was physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually just done. Um, but that was my first real indication of, I, I need to start putting myself first. So how, how do you now, I know you were talking about like Sundays, but do you still struggle with giving yourself like permission? Cause I, for me, there was a guilt and a shame that, and even to now, sometimes like I, I have a guilt and a shame of putting myself first. Um, not as bad as it was. <laughs> now I'm like, it's fine. Everybody's okay. Um, but everybody's grown now. Like my kids are grown. My husband's fine. So, you know, and it's just us. But, 
but do you ever still have that guilt and shame that shows up for you um, for that? Yeah, always. Um, and I think that's just inherent in who we are. Um, so you just have to learn to acknowledge it. I acknowledge, okay, so just take this trip. I am going away for five days. You know, that means my youngest daughter is going in my oldest together, but they're going to take the brunt of trying to care for my husband and making sure, you know, he eats, making sure he doesn't do anything that could cause harm to him or somebody else. Um, but I acknowledge it. You know, again, there's where the journal comes in. So I'll write down that acknowledgement. Yeah, I'm guilty. I know I probably shouldn't be going on this, but you know what? On the other hand, I need to do this. I need to re-energize, rejuvenate me so I can come back and give 100% to everybody that needs me. And, you know, so that's, that's, you're always going to have the guilt. I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be guilt-free. And again, like I said, I think that's just the inherent of our nature. Um, but if you can acknowledge it and then let it go, I think that, you know, that's how you'll learn and grow from that. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy. It's a struggle. Trust me, every single day I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you. I'm not out there helping him get his breakfast, you know, but it's like, okay, you know, let it go. If he's not eating when we're done and I go out there, I'll get him breakfast. Yeah, maybe an hour or two later, but he'll still have his breakfast. He'll still eat. Right. So, yeah, you just, you just got to sometimes just, like I said, let it go. I also, I'm really big in, in redefining things um, that we have been, the beliefs and the the the, the thoughts that we've gotten, uh, we've grown up with, right? And society has given us or culturally or families, whatever. And so I'm, I'm super big into redefining. And so for me, I had to redefine what like self-love was and, you know, being a caretaker was, I had to um, add the word self-preservation. Ah. So <clears throat> for me, you know, loving myself or, or putting myself first or giving myself permission to rest, um, giving myself permission just to soak in a tub for 30 minutes. That's my self-preservation in order for me not to break. <laughs> in order for me not to snap. In order for me not to be on the somebody <laughs> Yeah, in order for me not to be on the seven o'clock news, this is this is my my self-preservation. Um but Serious in that sense of, of like, I have to do this to maintain for my physical well-being, my emotional, my mental, my spiritual. One of the things that I had to learn the hard way was that when one of those things was off, it spiraled into other things. So it's just, it's never just what's in that one box, right? It's, it'll just definitely show up somewhere else. So if my, my yep. mental is off, then physically I'm tired or my body hurts or something else is happening. And so it starts to create and seep into the other avenues um, of my life. Yeah. And I, I mean, that does happen um, probably almost all the time. Um, you get the psych, what we call in the medical, the psychosomatic, right. you know, either the, yeah, the physical illness creates a mental what we call disturbance per se, or vice versa. The mental disturbance creates a physical illness and it's real. Um, I think I'm a little bit more attuned to that being in the nursing community. 
Um, so I, I'm not going to say I don't struggle with it because I do, but I'm more aware of it so I can get it up front and stop that. Um, I have a preference if I don't stop that cycle, and that is a cycle. Um, I sort of kind of go into not hurting other people, <laughs> yeah. but hurting myself. Um, like I'll go in, there were times growing up that I would just go into bed and just stay in bed for days. No eating, no drinking, nothing, which you, you can't do that. So I am very, very much aware of that within me. So I try to head that off at the, the get-go. So yeah. Yeah. But yes, that is a real, um, constant struggle with trying to be the caretakers because just like, you know, your ex, your ex-mother-in-law said, you're giving to everybody else, but not you. And if you don't take care of you, guess what? You're going to fall. You're going to break down. And then nobody's going to get anything from you, including even that little 10%. Right. So, yeah. 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 That, that, like I said, that was such a pivotal moment for me um, when she said that, that I didn't realize that I, <clears throat> I grew up needing to, and I've seen the super, superwoman, right? Plus my grandmother was my everything, you know what I mean? So like she was my protector, my savior and my, my guardian and my guide and all of the things when I was growing up, I was closer to my grandmother than, than my mother essentially. Um, but so I felt such a responsibility needing to take care of her. Um, she was, you know, nonverbal by the time, you know, she, it had just progressed so much. And so I, I was so in tuned with her that I, I was, you know, I, I needed to, I felt like I needed to translate to the nurses what was happening with her. So my presence there was, um, I felt was very needed. You know what I mean? Like I needed to let them know. And I will tell you, everybody <laughs> in that nursing home knew me. They were sick of me. The administrator knew me. Hell, the administrator came to my, my, uh, my wedding. Uh, that's how, how, that's, that's how the terms that we were on. Cause I was like, look, Ms. Gomez. No, we don't play about Ms. Gomez. When you see her rubbing her hand, that means her arthritis hurts and somebody needs to get her some Tylenol. So go, go, go do that. Um, but, but it was, it was that responsibility, like really feeling such responsibility, you know, over the people that you're caring for, um, and needing to honestly, I don't say being control, but you know what I mean? Like have yeah. that there. Because who else was going to be her voice if it wasn't for me? Nobody, nobody knew her, you know? Correct. Yeah. And I didn't want her to just be one of those people that was in the nursing home. And then they just got like, she wasn't that person. <laughs> she wasn't that patient that was going to be in the nursing home. And that was just like, that got forgotten. No, I was, I was there actively. Um, but also that played, you know, part in how I was taking care of my children and, and, you know, all the things. Um, but I also having that responsibility of that superwoman, you know, that's, that's heavy. Yeah. And superwoman to me is a myth. Um, you know, if, if anybody listening to this thinks they want to be a superwoman, just get that out of your mind. It's a myth. You, you can't be everything to everyone 100% of the time. So, you know, like what we're talking about, you take care of you first. You know, you go on an airplane. What does the what what are the instructions? If this air, you know, the oxygen goes down, put your, your oxygen mask on first before you put it on your children. 
there's a reason for that. Hello, you know, it's based on science. If you don't take care of you, you're not going to be able to take care of somebody else. So, yeah, get rid of, we got to get rid of that superwoman myth. Yeah, that image, that, that <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman thing that we have. Absolutely. I agree with you 110% on that. Um, I do. I, that is a conscious effort, though, I feel like, because, you know, I think it's such it's in our DNA that we literally have to have the self-awareness. Correct. I am so there with you. Um, yeah, we have to we have to learn to recognize it. And again, just say, OK, I'm trying to be the superwoman, not just throw that away. Yeah. No. Yeah. What can I do just for today? What can I? That's not going to to put me over over the top. Um. So, question. I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the CBD and the hemp. Um. And just how that's been playing a part in helping you in your life because we, you know, in the medical field, you know, both of us, obviously, you more uh, in tra trauma uh, ER. Um. For me, though. I have seen so much of it, you know, in personal life and, and of course working in the field and stuff, but I love the alternative of using the hemp and the CBD. And I personally experienced the benefits of it, uh, not just with your company, but also just in general, right? So talk to me a little bit about how you got into that and how that's affecting like your, your caretaker role or, you know, you, how it's affecting you now personally as well. So, I mean, hemp is plant medicine. Um, it was the medicine back in, you know, the early time period of life. Um, and then, of course, money and politics got involved. So that's why it became illegal. But we're starting to get it back into the mainstream now. And I got involved just because I had a family member whose physician told them that they needed to start taking CBD for their neuromuscular. He had MS, multiple mm -hmm. sclerosis. Right. So at that time, I knew nothing. Being the nurse of the family, they all come to me. You know, what is this? How, did I, how do I get it? It's like, I don't even know what this is. You know, why is your doctor wanting to give you something that gets you high? That was my mindset. And again, this was back in 2018, 2019. So in researching it, I found out, wow, you know, you know, this does have some value. So I did some research and I did find um, Green Compass. The sum to know what you need to know about CBD, though, is not all CBD is created equal. Um, remember, the hemp plant is what I call like a cleaner plant. So it cleans the soil, it cleans the air. Um, it is said that when Chernobyl happened with the, the nuclear explosion over in Russia, yeah. over there, um, they used the hemp plants to clean the environment over there. So if your hemp, if the hemp plant is not grown on clean soil in a clean environment when it's first starting up, and then if it's not processed correctly, you could be ingesting um, stuff that you really don't want to put in your body. So first and foremost, know where your hemp's coming from. Any hemp you ingest should be have the USDA organic label on it. Um, that's stringent requirements. It should be grown in the United States, be USDA certified organic. So just if, if you get anything from this podcast, just know that. Right. Do not take any hemp or CBD that does not have a USDA organic stamp on it. Right. But for me personally, um, 
after I went down that whole route and got my cousin's husband situated, um, I was talking to my physician about it and he, I had migraines. So he just encouraged me to try it. And I've got to tell you, and I'm not making any medical claims. This is just fact that since I started taking the CBD oil, the tincture, um, in May of 2019, knock on wood, I have not had another migraine. I have not needed my Imitrex medication, which I was taking. You only get nine pills per month. I was going through the nine pills within the first two weeks of the month. Wow. So if that tells you anything about that. Um, I've also seen it in dealing the caretaker and getting anxious and stressed out um, majorly um, to the point where my blood pressure was going up. So I started taking, um, started monitoring my blood pressure in situations. And when my blood pressure hits a certain level, I will take one of our CBD jellies, which then will, you know, internally work to reduce my stress and my blood pressure um, goes back down again. So I don't have to take anti-anxiety medications. I don't have to take blood pressure medications. And I'm maintaining my physical um, homeostasis so that I'm not doing damage to my internal organs which is what my physician, you know, wants. He, he monitors and makes sure because he knows the situation I'm in. You know, it is stress 24 seven. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so that's what we've come to. And, and like I said, that's just me personally. You know, you have your story to tell with the quality oh and ACB, yeah. ACBG in it. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. So, like I said, I came to you for the collagen and the collagen was just for my knees because my knees are like trash. I have dancer knees and stuff. So, um, yeah. So I came to you for the collagen. My carpal at that time was like just acting up. It was like beginning of summer. So it was a lot of rain and my, everything hurt. I couldn't even hold my, my uh, phone in my hand because my fingers hurt. Everything hurt. It hurt to, to do anything. And I realized like a couple of days after take, starting taking the collagen, I'm like, my hands don't hurt. Wait a second. I can hold my phone. Wait a second. I can, I can type. I can brush my teeth. What is happening here? And so remember I asked you, I was like, hey, by the way, like I know I got this whole collagen thing for my knees, but like everything else is feeling better. Is that a thing? And you were like, uh, yeah. And I was like, man, sold. <laughs> I remember that conversation. It was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yo, best thing ever. Okay, if I can be like mobile and I can do things again and I don't have to be cranky because something hurts and, you know, I can I can hold my phone in my hand without any problems. Yeah, man, sold. I love it. And I could, you know, actually, uh, my husband took me to Steelers game for my birthday up in Atlanta. And I was up and down those, sta those stadium stairs, man. Look, no problem. I got it. I was good. Uh, <laughs> so I missed it. You missed it though when you didn't get it, right? Yeah. I, I so I thought I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, my body's good or whatever. So I I missed the the I skipped the month because I did the subscription. I skipped the month and I was like, oh, it's fine, man. I was off that thing for two weeks. It was like, <laughs> I swear to you, y'all, my body aged like twenty years in those two weeks. I felt every bit of all of the pain that I had before. And I was like, yeah, never mind. We're not doing this again. I'm not skipping any months. Mm -mm. No, no, so no. There is a method to that. We all need collagen in our body. We're born 
with our body making our own collagen. That's why, you know, when you're young, you know, you're in your teenage years, y'all look, your, your skin, hair, and nails is just like perfect. Um, you know, you're doing things that nobody should do. You know, I watched my, my granddaughter put her leg up over her shoulder. I like, oh, do that. What? I'm double jointed. I did that no problem. Okay, because we were young and our bodies were making our collagen. I mean, I'm going to do that. that. No. <laughs> So, so science tells us when you hit 20, your body makes 1% less of its own collagen every single year. So think, you're 50. That's 30% less your body's making collagen than it did when you were 20. Yeah. 40% less than it did when you were 10. Yeah. So it may not I feel every bit of it too. Exactly. And it may <laughs> not seem like a lot. Think about it. You know, as you watch somebody age, yeah. you know, they're all nice and, you know, and have a nice tight skin. They're all buff. They're moving. But as you age, the skin starts fading. Yeah. You notice that it's hard to get out of bed in the morning or get up from your chair. Yeah. So we have to replenish it. Now, if we were back in the old days and we were eating, you know, meat that we killed and, and all that protein, we were getting 100, 150 grams of protein every single day, we wouldn't have this problem. But because of our environment we live in, you know, who knows what our animals are being fed, you know, we have yeah, to yeah. be in a supplement. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, my my nails uh, are just like loving it. My hair loves it. My skin loves it. I, you know, so I, I, yeah. I, I am your walking poster child for at least the collagen part of it. I, I love it. So I'm so, so super grateful for it. Um, Terry, it has been absolutely amazing having you on. We would love to definitely have you back. Um, please provide your company and your contact information, which I will also put into the show notes. So anybody that has a question um, for you as far as caretaker or just like the CBD, how um, you will be able to contact Terry there. So go ahead and provide your company contact and information. Okay, so the company website is liveyourbestlife.greencompassglobal.com. And then if you want to reach me by email, it's terry at liveyourbestlifern.com. Um, or you can also text me um, at 407-616-3145. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on. And thank you for sharing your journey and your story with us. You have been very inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I always love talking to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is this literally guys, this is us. We get on we get together and this is just how we are. So this is just two mics in front of us at this point. That nothing has changed. A little bit less animated though. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. <laughs> I think we kept it peach somewhat PG today, I think. Yeah, like. I think so. We did good. We did good. <laughs> we did good, didn't we? We did. All right. So tonight we will uh, head out with a quote by Mary Shelley. There is but one solution to the intricate riddle of life to improve ourselves and to contribute to the happiness of others. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Be sure to check out our services and our incredible line of journals and workbooks for teens, adults, um, and children. 
uh, on our website, www.snhcoaching.com. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, be kind to yourself and others. Ciao for now. Thank you.